Oh my god, guys, Tom won! How the fuck did Tom win? I am actually... What? How? This is HBO's Double Threat, and welcome to the finales of Barry and Succession. Oh my god. Absolutely oh. insane episodes. Both of them S-tier. They were so good. I can't believe how good they were, man. I got long notes on both of them. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're... They're, this is going to go down in television history, man. Yeah, this day. April 28th. I, I, May 28th, by the way. But um, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> May 28th, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I did the thing where I did Beck's Owl House thing for the um, this is the greatest television finale in history. <laughs> I did it for this. So maybe I'll put this in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> So um, this is literally your owl house moment. This is truly my owl house. I can't. Oh my god, I, I can't contain myself because I'm just like panicking. I have like my heart was beating. Oh my god, they were. I can't believe two beasts of television are over. Yeah. Let's let's just get into it. Instant thoughts, Bex. Bex, what do you think of the Succession finale? Oh my god, everyone lost. I cannot think of a single person that got exact or got what they wanted. Like I Madsen. Matt okay, Madsen, the villain got everything that he wanted. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like we were saying like last episode they could do like a good ending or a bad ending. They're showing just like all these people are just they're they're oh, wow. worse off now. It's what? It's it's insane because like now they're all bi- they literally all have like two billion dollars now. It's actually like insane. How, like, they can still have all that money and still be considered losing. It's, it's the final, it was the, it's the final chapter in this legacy of a family that continued from this great big man that was a planet. And now, and now it's over. They lost everything. They lost the legacy. It's, Uh, wow. it was it was such a whirlwind. This was an hour and a long episode. It was. And I uh like to be honest, I was like I literally had like my sister's graduation party, so I was like forty five minutes in and they're like, Oh, we gotta go do this. So I did that very quickly and then I ran immediately back. <laughs> it's so good. I I I just I'm kinda of at a loss for words, but I have so much to say. So yeah. um I guess I'll do the yeah, summary. You, you you can do the summary, yeah. Okay, I'll do the summary for this one, and you do Barry when you get to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, in this final episode of Succession, the things are prepping up. Now, we it starts the episode off with Kevin Matson on one side and Kendall sort of being on the other side with Roman kind of in this new area because now it's yeah. playing off with like they they both need votes for this final board meeting to see is the deal going to go this way or that way Who who's going to know but so both so Roman is kind of hiding out at his mother's place and so both Kendall and Shiv try to go to him so they can kind of like get Roman to come to their sides and then they uh, this 
That was the funniest moment in the episode was when um Greg used the like the translator thing. Dude, I was I wrote that down. He literally like broke the entire thing by using Google Translate. It was so funny that the one of the most biggest moments in the episode was just him like Google translating, and then he tells Kendall that essentially he Google translates Matson and Oscar saying that Shiv is not gonna be the um the not gonna be CO and that and then they tell Shiv and then she freaks out and so they kind of they're having struggling they want to come together but fundamentally they just can't decide something Kendall yeah. obviously wants it to be him he knows it's him he's all of this season it, it's it's building up to be him he is Kendall Logan Roy yeah I mean like I love that line when they're like it's like they're sitting on the beach and it's like he told me when I was seven year old seven years old it was gonna be me it's like his entire life has been building up to this he this is like his this is this has been his main purpose in life for most of his life. It's 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 I yeah. And so he and then they finally decide cuz like this is kind of like a repeat from episode 4 right after Logan's death where they're b- deciding how should they progress and they decide with um Kendall and Roman being co-CEOs, CEO bros and then shipping on the side which ultimately leads her to going to Matson in the end. Yeah. Um, but then they just they finally come to a conclusion where I really like this little detail that they finally all come together deciding that they're gonna be a united front to stop Madsen. Yeah. And they're gonna decide Kendall in the water. Because Kendall's water thing has <laughs> yeah, been a- it's the obvi- the water thing was very obvious this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The water thing was very, very obvious. But his final unification came in the water. And then Beck, I don't know if you felt this, but I was so like happy for them. They were being like kids and yeah, no, they yeah, they were literally like finally all teamed up again. It was yeah. like it was that big like final moment when like everyone comes together to fight the big bad, which was Matson. Yeah. So like them just being unified and like actually like yeah, yeah. being happy for like the first. I was literally thinking like this is like the first time I've like seen them actually being happy. Yeah, it's like they this show knows that when the siblings are together, everything is really. They're, they feel they're be- they're better humans for it. Yeah, and so, but I was I was fucking disgusted when Kendall drank that smoothie. Yeah, I was, I, I would not do that if I could get ten billion dollars. I would not drink that. Ah, oh, it was <laughs> gross, but it was it was so heartwarming. Yeah, and, and so they essentially they go to um. They're going to um, Connor's, Connor's house. Connor's yeah. house, I guess. It's Logan's old house, but it's Connor's now. And so when they're like deciding what things to take, the um, Shiv talks to Tom, and it's she. And then after like telling her, uh, Mason just kind of fucked me over. It revealed that Tom is the new CEO, and I, yeah. I guess that I guess that makes sense from the conversation he had with Master earlier in the episode. But I did yeah. not realize that. I was like. Oh, yeah. I also, like, didn't realize exactly what they were talking about until later in the episode. It, and so everything's coming into place. It's it's going to, and then Tom obviously gets Matson in, and then Matson's, like, activation. It's like, everything's ramping up, because through this episode, we know who's, like, who's getting for which votes and, like, what's happening. So everything's really, really, really ramping up. Yeah, like, and, you know what's at stake at all times, so you fully understand yeah, everything. Yeah, 
I, and then so we'll get into the character specifics later, but they all yeah. come up, and and so we feel like the siblings they might actually fucking win this shit. Like yeah, they, they like they have the votes. They could win this. And then it comes to that board meeting of like who's deciding who, and we're seeing it. And then for we think the we think we think the flip the flipper might be Roman because they kind of yeah Cause, no because like, we had that in season one yeah with, yeah uh, and so they're thinking the are they gonna and they they look at him but then and then the the person who flips is Shiv and then she gets out of the meeting before she gets like a vote and then like they have this really really intense sibling thing against each other and then it yeah. ends with. Roman saying it all. We're all just bullshit. Yeah. And then that that broke me. And so then and so then ends and Masson won the company. He did. Viv Viv, Kendall and Roman are parted ways. Tom is his new puppet CEO. Greg, despite being the Judas <laughs> I love that joke. It's like, yeah, I'm Jesus. And we also got, we also got Judas. <laughs> he, yeah. the ultimate dick sucker, Greg Hirsch, he's just going to be there, like, the old, because Greg can never fucking leave. We'll get to the Greg character, but. Yeah. And then, and then Shiv is going to, came back to be in a car with Tom. And ultimately, it's going to probably be an emotionally barren relationship. Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw like a tweet. I was looking through like the online yeah. reaction to it. Me too. It was like Shiv is just gonna become her mother again because mm-hmm. like she's gonna be this emotionally distant mother Parent. with like the CEO husband. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just gonna repeat the cycle. And then season the season the sh- no, no the show ends with. Just as Colin followed Logan walking in episode one of season four, it ends with Colin wa- wa- following Kendall just as he looks over the water. And Yeah, I was 90% sure he was going to kill himself. I was so certain. I, like, I was so sure he was jumping in that water and killing himself. I was like, <laughs> just as he was walking away going in the other area, I thought, this guy's gonna, yeah, he's gonna go to the up. roof and then jump off, but then he went to the water. I'm like, yeah, he's gonna come up there, but no, he doesn't. <laughs> and then it just ends with a side side view of Kendall's face. Yeah, broken. Yeah. And then the show ends. It did end. Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! I. Before we get into the character specifics, I would like to say this was such a ride of an episode. It it's, was. They they needed the full hour and a half. I don't think they could have cut any scenes. Yeah. Um. So I just want to ask: Do you feel like it was a satisfying, good ending? Yes. Yeah. Me too. I. Yeah. What they did was they left it, um, open ended enough, but also knowing exactly where all these characters would go. Like yeah. you know, like Kendall was just gonna like be just like yeah. be aimless. Yeah, Shiv is just gonna be this emotionless, uh, yeah, like wife thing about she almost had the CEO job and then now yeah. she's stuck. Let me actually tell you, like, um, I'm gonna just tell you because I saw that like after the episode, like it's yeah, yeah, I also watched that, yeah. And let me just so essentially what what the creator said essentially was that you know 
the show it feels like it's it's it will still go on but the show has lost interest in where what's happening because they ultimately lost the objective they've lost the company and the point of their father's love and the show really has no more further points to say with these characters anymore yeah i mean it's called succession and there's nothing left to succeed so yeah i mean the characters will go on living their lives i mean but yeah for what goal yeah so they're all just gonna kendall might do a corporate thing you know but he might he'll never be the guy his father was at the end of the day and I feel like I feel like it makes sense because that at the end of the day, that's what Kendall is. I feel like the guy who was always poised to be Logan was Tom in the end of the day. Because he did the betrayal at season at the end of season three. He yeah. did the things that was more that was more Loganish anyway. And I feel like Greg is gonna be like the new Tom. Ultimately Greg is gonna be more Logan than I guess the siblings ever will be or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah, character specifics now. Let's, yeah, let's get into character specifics. We'll start with I just let me go lowest to highest. So cool. lowest. Connor. Connor. Uh I don't know. He was in for one scene. Yeah. What are you but, talk about for him. I would say that I feel ultimately the show did was being met within like the show ultimately doesn't really care where connor goes because connor doesn't care where he goes the show like he will always be there's nothing there's nothing truly left to say there's nothing truly something to say about connor other than connor is always going to be in this imaginary world with a wife who doesn't actually love him so (sighs) yeah and then i just want let's talk about this moment in the um, when they were watching the video of their father, that was a great yeah, moment. Because, like, they was. finally got to see a side of Logan that was never around yeah. when they were there. Yeah, he seemed completely different. Like, it was really weird to see, but, like, you could imagine that's what he is. Like... Yeah, without the three siblings. Yeah. And it was kind of sad to see a father that was never there be a man he... They never saw. And so, I feel Ken, Connor's always going to be what Connor does, you know? Yeah. You're just going to be... You're just going to... You're just going to be... Gonna... You're just going to exist, and he's not really going to do anything. Now, um, let's get to my... I think my favorite... Not favorite. I, I really enjoyed his arc of the story. Greg. Greg. Oh, yeah. I loved... You could see throughout the series, he gets better at like proposing deals for information. And this was like the final, like, got you knowing that Shiv isn't going to take over. Yeah. He is is, like the one who holds all the power. He is the one that changed the entire tide of this war. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. He's like, he's always a little cockroaches that changes. And so. He gets through this episode, but he ultimately is fucked. But at the end of the day, Tom is never going to let Greg go because he just, he's the only guy Greg, Tom is, Greg is the only guy Tom has really left, you know? Yeah. And so he's just, ultimately, I see Greg as, I feel like Greg, I don't know if you feel, I feel like Greg completed his arc of getting from an amusement park worker to a guy who's at the bottom of the top. 
Definitely. I mean, he has changed so much. Yeah. And, yeah. And Greg doesn't have any self-respect. He's um he's nothing. So he's fine being a sticker on his forehead, you know? Yeah. It really completes the sports arc, you know? And I feel like Greg at the end of the day, um, Greg is just another kind of weasley guy who everyone throughout the entire show, um, everyone's been saying, Greg, he's gonna be the one who at the day who gets it. Like or like a joke like that, something. But Greg at the end of the day, he did get something. He's on the winning side. Even though he did betray them, he's the, still and, Yeah, and the thing is nobody him. gives a fuck enough about Greg to actually fire him. Yeah, yeah. And so he's also, he's always gonna be that little guy that always gonna do your dirty work, you know? He's gonna be a little nope. because that's the truest thing about Greg, that he significantly he's been growing to just be this little corporate schmuck of a guy. Yeah. He has yeah. definitely grown into like Tom, basically. Like Yeah. They went up like each one rank, Tom became Logan, Greg became Greg became Tom. Yeah, uh, and so that's at the end of the day, maybe Greg is gonna be his a Logan at the end of his life. No, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, but he's gonna be that type of person, you know, the type of like yeah, yeah. corporate villain. And so let's get into Matson. Ooh, Matson, the your, big bad. Your the, thoughts? Okay, there was okay. There was this really good scene. It was like maybe like. 10 seconds maximum it was um right after the uh scene in logan's um, old apartment tom shiv and you're saying like zombies activate yeah he just runs in there and this is the first time we've like seen him this like angry 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 energized he is like panicking yeah it was like it was just seeing that it was amazing seeing that side like of that. him was insane yeah. yeah it was insane it's like at the end of the day I think, I'd like to say these different characters are like Tom is a Logan, or Kendall was a Logan, or then yeah, it's really Madsen who's another fucking Logan. Yeah. He is that corporate fucking villain who's gonna take you down. And he, he won at the end of the day. I, I, I think I told you back that, I, I know he's gonna win, but in the same situation that Madsen is gonna win, because he's outside of the family. Yeah, Madsen definitely, like, he wins. He wins he gets everything he wants. It's and it's yeah. And so it just gets me. It begs me to say, what does succession ultimately is trying to say? Is it like now? Now that's out of the family, is it going to be? Is it going to be like a better company for it, or is it just going to be the same level of bullshit no matter what? To me, I think succession is all about like legacy. And more about why, even though you think you're built for something, you're not. Like, you would think that one of the four kids Logan has would be able to take up this reign. None of them could do it. Kendall, Roman, Shiv, definitely not Connor. They all have one piece missing that makes it so they can't do it. Yeah, And it's all about these why they all fail. And how mm-hmm. they fail. I couldn't agree more with you, Beck. I that that was a very eloquently put point. And so we're gonna just see a new guy taking it in its new age. 
I think another thesis, uh, another a thesis of the show was that the new legacy legacy is gonna die. It's always new wave that takes over. Yeah, and Matson, his Elon Muskness, his um, is these new types of guys. He they win at the end. Yeah, he's gonna. Let me say he's not gonna be a, a, a he's not gonna be a good person. He's just gonna create the same level of shittiness that Logan did, you know? Yeah, I mean it's just passing the position from one shitty guy to another shitty guy. They're all, and in a way, it. Well, Matson won, but Matson's probably just gonna is another broken person. I assume, you know? Yeah. And it's just gonna be a new era of bruises and you know and. And like stuff like that, there'll be more scandals like that probably, and until what since four children want to take over, yeah, and that's kind of like that's kind of like because at the end of the day, you know, what I think was interesting, like at the end of the day, this is a tragedy at the end of the day instead of a comedy, yeah. because. And it feels inevitable because that's what the guy said in the after thing. It's inevitable that literally all this badgering around that we're thinking is Kendall or Logan going to win. At the end of the day, we know we now that it's in hindsight, we feel like it was inevitable. Madison was always going to win. We feel. Yeah, that's one of the sad parts because like when you see the three siblings working together, you're like they can do it. But then you always got that thought in the back of your head, it's like they've never successfully yeah. been able to pull anything off exactly because like, when <laughs> i was watching that i was saying this is too happy for succession yeah i'm like please like they could do it but then they fucked it up yeah okay tom tommy tommy Wong. Um, my favorite character of the entire show i would say i just mm. love the character of tom he's really he's He's one of these characters I feel like Greg that has grown that has grown from the man he was in season one, and he's finally learned how to live without kind of like shave or something. But it's trouble because he's always kind of like in this um, he's in this area where he can't quite move, but he's always I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, Tom is really stuck in a situation where. He is either going to get fired or is just going to be a punching bag as, mm-hmm. as the CEO. So he just decides, I'll be the punching bag as the CEO. I'll take it, and I'll just yeah. do what I can. Because that's what Tom, Tom thats what Tom was built to do, and that's what Greg is going to be built to do. And so it's just like, Tom, is he's at the top. He's 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 won. What what are your takes on him, him winning? I can't necessarily say he's like he won, but he won, but like he didn't have a victory. <laughs> it's kind of like how there's no winner in war. Like exactly, he took exactly. so many. He lost so much to get this. I mean, he's now yeah. like in a in a marriage he doesn't love. He. Kind of has lost most everything, and all he got is like Greg in this like and puppet as CEO. Yeah, um, I feel like that really that call with Shiv on the plane was really sad because like, um, yeah, she was like saying, 
I we can we can finally be together. I can get Matson and you can stay in the company and we can get her. But he was like, I don't know. I I feel like he feels like they're too broken. Because like, did we ever think? I definitely thought this, but is there any true way for them to get a really happy ending? Anybody in this show? It's just what level of hap- what level of brokenness resides in the characters, and what level of power do they possess? Yeah, and so I mean, Tom. Yeah, if the vote had gone through, I yeah. mean, I don't know, like if how much happier they would actually be. Yeah, Cause and that's you're yeah. right. You're right. That's what. Because yeah. I mean, you're right, yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. Because, like, they won't... How will they be happy? Will it, will it ever fulfill that need that says, Logan saying, I love you? Yeah. And so Tom... Tom, he won. I feel like people are saying, yeah, Tom Wom's games, Tom heads, we won. But he's just another... He's He becomes soulless. Because this, this was the biggest twist, that we think Kendall... He's going to become this at the end from last episode. He's going to become the sole CEO with no family, just like Logan. But at the end yeah. of the day, when as soon as I saw like the siblings together and like being together, I realized that's too happy because Logan would never be like that. Yeah, but Tom, he's going to be like that. And that final car and him and Shiv, this is more connected to Shiv's character, but they're just they're together, but no emotion on their faces. Yeah, I feel like. We started the entire show with Kendall about to become CEO and then not getting it. So going into the finale, you think, oh, thematically, he's going to become CEO. But then it does that twist on you where Tom actually becomes CEO, and you're like, that actually does fit. It does fit. It does fit for the character, because like, yeah. we've seen this character cultivate over these seasons, and he... I feel like that ending of season three kind of kind of cemented in our faces that Tom, what he became after Logan's after kind of like, because it makes sense because after after helping Logan, and getting kind of Logan's approval, he became the successor that Logan wanted, and so that's the trap. That's what Tom is. He's going to be in kind of like a soulless, another soulless suit at the top of the head. And he he might just be, and he just like him and and him and Matson are just gonna be the Logans of the world. Yeah, definitely Matson more than Tom. But and that's the end of there. So yeah, so, now just the three siblings. The three biggest power punches of the episode. Yeah. All right, I say we start with Shiv. Shivy, Shivy, Shivy. She is, I would say, one of the most interesting characters of this episode. Yeah, like, she's, she was she was literally, like, the pivotal uh, character, because she's the one that changed the tide mm-hmm, twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, first, she was on Matson's side, she swapped, she worked with them, and then she swapped back again. Yeah, yeah. So, let's just, so through this episode, she first, she's on the Matson side, but then, after finding out that she, um... After, after finding out that he's not going to make her the U.S. CEO, it if she works with her siblings in a very heartfelt scene, it feels like yeah. they're finally together, as I mentioned. And but then, but then it's like 
after when she finds out that Tom, she gets really angry. She wants to do this relationship with Tom, but he doesn't really. And, but, yeah. And so then, but that's just kind of how it happens. And so we feel like, okay, Tom's stuff, but they haven't, they can stop Matson. They'll all be happy. But then, 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 when the book comes to her, she doesn't decide anything. And so what fundamentally do you think made her decide not to go with Kendall? I mean, Kendall, as a CEO, is not work. It does not work. I mean, you might think, yeah, Kendall, he's he's like he's been built for this. But we've seen him. He did he tried to do that co-CEO thing. That didn't work. Like Shiv saw all that happened with like the Living Plus stuff. He doesn't know how to be a CEO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's just realizing that just like mm-hmm. this is not going to work. This might just ruin the company. Yeah. So I- she's like, you know what? I mean, Either way, she's not going to become CEO either way. You might as well get the money, have your have Tom just be the CEO. He's just like, I've already lost. I might as well get the least loss. I that's And also, yeah. Also, especially this scene, I was screaming at my monitor. Yeah. When Kendall just lies. Oh. That that broke her. That... He just lies like that 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 oh. him doing that i understand completely why she didn't want him ceo yeah that's the moment that it ended because you feel yeah, like that's the moment could... when he lost yeah and so but i was also kind of screaming when she was like she didn't she was not saying yes or no to the vote i was like also yeah. just say no please come on you can be yeah. happy you can be happy you can be happy yeah i say another perspective is that logan has broken these children so much that she still, a part of her wanted to be CEO and she wanted to not let Kendall win and she'd rather, like, nobody wins and I guess Kendall win, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Which is another perspective. And then that, I think that's, that scene in the, after the, when she rushes away, that's more of a Kendall scene. Yeah. But, and then, so, and now... Like the creators, they say after the show, you know, they there is a future beyond these characters, and there maybe she'll do some politicking, you know, with Kendall, yeah. with Tom and Matson in the company, but essentially, it doesn't really matter because you know, they've she's kind of lost. She's in, she didn't win, but she didn't lose. Yeah, and it's kind of she's in a precarious spot where she's, and sometimes she's, that's that's worse. Yeah, yeah. And like she like can't do anything. She can't really. do anything. It's um, she's gonna Matt Matt. She's kind of screwed herself with Matson, but she's still with Tom, and she's gonna be an emotionally distant mother. Probably she's not gonna be a good mother. We can say that for sure. And yeah, and so it's her character just ultimately is a tragedy. Everything's a tragedy in this episode, really. Yeah. Even the winners have our tragedy of like the of what of the of what life is in the, in this corporate America, and it's a tragedy of shit because like you think the siblings can really get together, but they couldn't. And yeah, I feel 
It was they were so close, but I think you need to remind yourself of the history that nothing really ever works out for them. Succession is yeah. not a work about teamwork and dream work. Yeah, it's about the brutal reality. And then, okay, uh, is that all you want to talk about for Shiv? Yeah, unless you have something. No, no, that's all. Okay, uh, next, definitely we got to talk about Roman. Roman! So, Roman, probably, um, that scene where he's like, it could have been me, or it should have been me, Yeah, that one, that hit hard. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts on it? So, for me, Roman in this entire episode is just broken first after episode nine yeah he broken him himself you know yeah and it's, yeah especially like the stitches and all the stuff you can see that and then he's like he's getting built up as all this stuff they all work together finally which roman is like the big family guy so them yeah falling it, together he's feeling good his siblings working together with his siblings is what makes them better it makes roman a better person yeah and but then they're sitting on the beach and he's like, who sh-, they're all like, who should be CEO? And Roman, he messed about the funeral. That that he could have been CEO. Yeah. But then he got emotional at the funeral and they could they if they do that, they lose. Mm-hmm. So just I, that yeah. I wanna say one quick thing is that like when um Kendall says Roman, he he doesn't he can't say it, but he doesn't want it. That was interesting, you know? That Kendall said that he doesn't want it, but he can't say yeah. it. And I think that attests maybe to all all these characters say they want it, but what they really want is just being having Logan be proud of them. That's what they want. So this, yeah. And so, yeah, we'll continue. Yeah, so he is, like, fighting for CEO because, I mean, like, they, like you said, Logan, when him up. he was... Yeah, like, Logan, when he was about to die, said he wanted Roman to take over. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that beat scene, just, I love how it just shows how each of them have been told by Logan that they should take over over the years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it it just is like, wow. Like, they all they all think they deserve it, so they're, they're going to fight for it as much as they can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then eventually Roman is like, "Okay, we're gonna do Kendall." But you could tell this was not this was not what he wanted. He wanted CEO. And yeah. then that, and then right before the board meeting, he just is like, "It could have been me because oh, it, it, it could have been. I mean, Roman could have been a good CEO. I mean, they all could have been great. Yeah. Just, but God, yeah, ultimately the." Uh, but they could have been great. That's the idea. They could have been, but they're not actually yeah. great. We saw in Living Plus that he would just fire yeah. people left and right. He was not a very good CEO at the end of the day. Yeah. I, don't know. I feel like Roman is like my favorite character because, like, yeah. when you first see him, you're like, he's like, he's making a ton of jokes. and But then, like, when you actually, like, go deeper into him, he, like, he's a deeply emotional person. And so, exactly, he... So this is why... I feel like his endings are one of the saddest endings. So his last scene... Because, you know, whenever you're watching the last episode of the TV show and you're getting near yeah. like, the ending of the episode, every last scene you see of a character, you might feel like, this is the last time I'm ever going to see this character. I said, yeah. I said to my dad, hey, 
after they left Caroline's house, that's the last time we're ever going to see Caroline again in this show, you know? Yeah. We're never going to see the characters again. And that last scene in the bar, well, that's yeah, from the words of Jesse Armstrong, the creator. He said, yeah. um, Roman is going to be what Roman does. He's going to be like, he's got, he's that playboy who makes a bunch of jokes and is a little nasty instincts. And him drinking the drinking the martini is just his character. And this entire yeah. Roman is just that the playboy guy, but this show has just been a little bit of a detour to him, and now he's finally just being continuing to be who he was in the beginning. Yeah, it's so hard because like you could see how like if he was a CEO, he might have been able to like change into a better person, but then just losing this vote, he just gets kicked back down and forced, or like is pushed back onto this path of just not caring. And that's that's a really sad ending. But yeah. Going into the board meeting, you know, he's like he's totally he he's like he feels we feel like he might flip, but he, he doesn't. He's good. He's finally he feels like maybe he's past the Logan curse. He can say no at the board meeting. Yeah, I don't I don't think I d I didn't feel going into that board meeting that he was gonna say no because like yeah, I mean, he is probably like one of the person or one of the members that cares the most about the family. So mm-hmm. he would want to keep the company and the family. And so, but then Viv goes away, and then he's with Kendall um, throughout the thing until until Kendall starts lying. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a lot when we get to Kendall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then. And then I feel like it hits him like a ton of bricks, you know? Like, sometimes Roman can give the most peer-pointing clarity because I feel like over these past three episodes, Roman's gone from an arc of, like, he's with in, with Kendall. He's he's pro-fascism, I guess. He's for, pro-Mencken. Then he gets knocked back down as far as funeral and feels, like, empty. But then he rises up with his siblings. And then... The moment Kendall lies, I feel like it's like a time break. We're fucking bullshit. We're just bullshit. Yeah. And I, I love that, that moment. I love that moment. That might be my favorite line of the episode. It's all, it's all yeah. nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, all the, they're all just scrambling for just more of what they already have. Money, power, all that. Yeah. I mean, all they really want is, like, taking over a CEO, because that means their yeah, father's be approval. Proud. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, none of them end up getting it. And then Roman's just going to be who he is. He's probably... He's probably just going to be a guy who drinks and is a cuck or something. And... Yeah. And he'll probably just live with his billions. And... Yeah. And that's... Uh, yeah. As I can say to every one of these characters, that's the tragedy of of insert character. Yep. And then let's okay. get to the number the one boy. One. Number one boy. He is, he is the eldest son. He is definitely the main character of this episode. We start on him. And we end on him. He is, like, in the beginning, it feels like Kendall against the world. Yeah. It, it's like he has, like, almost none of the votes. He's scrambling. Yeah. And But then over the episode, he... He gains Roman as an ally. He gains Shiv as an ally. They all group together. He's getting built up. Yeah, he's going. He's going to win the board vote, and then it all falls apart in the course of what five minutes. Uh, the number one boy. It's truly he's truly the boy who could not be king. 
Yeah. Like, she... I, I, this hurts so much. You could tell Kendall's central motivation is just to succeed. To, to, to succeed his father. You, like, I love... I, I, I keep remembering this line. The fact that Logan, when he was seven, told him, you'll be the CEO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I kind of feel it's like, that is what forced him on this life. For yeah. like, 30, like, all these years, he has just been focused, laser-eye focused, on becoming the CEO. He's put, put aside the family, all this stuff, Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to become the CEO, and he is just blinded by that, and that eventually is what causes him to lose and not become the CEO. And it's really, really sad because, because he was one word away from being CEO. One word, yeah. One single word out of Shiv's mouth, and he would have been forever CEO. Yeah. And so, let's just roll back a bit. So in this episode, we feel that he's he's finally getting along with his siblings, and so what? And so in my thoughts, uh, okay, Succession is gonna have maybe a happy ending. You know, he's not gonna become he's gonna become CEO, but he's not gonna be that broken Logan person. He's gonna be with his family. But then, as the episode continues, on to Shiv and Roman too. Like, this can't be that happy. Yeah. This can't be that happy because that's that's just not how succession works. But then, Shiv, and so the thing is, throughout this season, he's been prepping up to be a Logan. Last episode, we feel like, oh, in this episode, he's going to become that broken. Last episode, we feel like next episode, he's going to become that broken Logan, and the last yeah. shot of him is going to be him sitting at like the table meeting, going to be yeah. a, like Logan and be broken or something. But. He doesn't. He um, Shiv goes away, and then it all falls apart in that what maybe five minute time frame, as you said. Yeah. And so he, and then he starts becoming what Kendall always is. Because you know, I I told you last episode, I told you that is Kendall going to become that? Is Kendall going to become that Logan, or is Kendall going to do what Kendall always does? Fall he into did what a cycle. Kendall always does. <laughs> And because that's the thing about Succession, these characters, I feel like what Jesse Armstrong is a really smart creator because he's like, he always does realistic creature growth, character growth, character growth that like, oh no, these characters are who they are and they don't, they fundamentally are who they are and they don't really change. Because like, you see that panicking in that yelling at, in that room, Kendall, yeah, I mean, Logan wouldn't, would yell, but Kendall, Logan would never not do that in what he did with Shiv yeah. and Roman. And so, let's let's get let's get to a breakdown of why he couldn't get into why he couldn't convince Shiv. You can go. Okay. So first, they all three of them meet up in this glass board meeting room, mm-hmm. and Shiv she's she is undecided. You can tell she's like right now fifty fifty. He's mm-hmm. like, come on. I need this. This is literally my life's purpose. I'm gonna die if I don't get this. And then, and then she's like, "No, no, no! Like you killed a guy. We can't have you be CEO." And it's like, "Uh, no, I didn't. That was a lie." And they're like, and "What? That, what? What?" <laughs> yeah. 
Because that was the big bonding moment that brought them together in season three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kendall finally confessing, I killed someone. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that brought them together. That's what, like, fused them. So when this him saying that was a lie, that was a play just to manipulate, just to manipulate you, that completely broke that bond they had formed in season three, probably... And this broke their relationship altogether. Mm-hmm. And it's just brutal because, like, it was so close. And then Kendall starts fa- falling into his Kendall rabbit hole, and he's like, "No, I did. No, I, 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 I which, which kid? I didn't do. I, no, no, yeah. I did not do it. I, I did not do it." And it's like, uh, and then I cringed so hard when I when he was doing that, and it was like. And then when yeah. he, and then and then Roman saying that's not that's not actually your bloodline and then him putting his face his fingers on, on Roman's face and then kind yeah. of like like sibling, doing sibling fighting or something. The worst thing was that this was all in a glass conference room. And so people so just cut to like them like on the back them screaming at each other like punching each other at like a board meeting. It was insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. And so, and then it's just so brutal because they were this close to unification. And I feel like after this show progresses in in the future, we'll never see in the fi- in the season five, six, seven that we'll never actually get to see. There, yeah. they won't they won't repair. They're not yeah, gonna, these siblings are not gonna get fixed. I mean, it was basically kind of just a shallow truce when they all have this common enemy and this common goal of protecting their father's company, but now they have nothing really holding them together. And and then yeah, and so that's 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 how they progress, and then you feel like, because Kendall in this episode he said earlier, if I don't do this I might die. Yeah. And I felt like that was foreshadowing for him actually going to kill himself after. No. And he walks out and then he said, come on, he goes to the boardroom, I can do this. And then he just goes down the elevator. And I felt like, dude, this guy's going to fucking kill himself. Yeah, I literally was 90% sure he was going to do it. But no, he goes down the elevator and then he goes and sits by the water. And then ultimately, and then I don't know if this is something, but there's gates to the water. And he, yeah. he's like a blocking to that unification he wants. And ultimately ends with the show with Kendall. I love that final shot, just Kendall watching the water. Yeah. And then, because after this, Kendall's just going to do, like, a thing. He'll probably be a shitty dad, and... And... That's it. Yep. And Kendall will be that broken man. Tom will be that broken man. Greg will be that broken person. They will all be them. They will all be broken. And that's ultimately at the end of the day, Succession was a tragedy, not a comedy. Yeah, but you know what was a comedy? <laughs> Actually, Bear. it really it kind of wasn't though. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's also a tragedy in a way. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, so, so final conclusion on Succession, then we'll get to Barry. Yeah, I would say I love it. I think it's going to go in one of the best TV finales of all time. I think it's it's best one of the best shows of all time. And yeah, is it the greatest finale in television history? 
Maybe I'll put a clip right now. No, um, I won't. <laughs> no. I'll do that at the beginning of the episode. But, um, no, I feel like it really... Succession was it shows that managed to really say something about the state of the world as it is now to these characters. Yeah. And I feel like it's finished telling that story in an apt way. Yeah. Amazing TV show. Amazing TV show. Let's get into another amazing TV show. Very instant thoughts. I I felt it totally stuck the landing. I know I was unsure the last few episodes, but I felt it stuck the landing. What about you? Uh, I thought it definitely stuck the landing. I like how they ended it with every character, so I can't wait to go into those. Me too. I loved it. So, recap us. Alright, so we start the episode... It is everyone, t- everyone basically meeting up at NoHo Ball to uh, confront each other. So the yeah. first confrontation we have is between Hank and Fuchs. And they're just like staring each other down. And then Fuchs is like, uh, admit that you killed Cristobal. And then Hank just is like, yeah, I did it. I didn't want to. I was scared. I should not have done it. And I thought that was a really powerful moment. Uh, and then both their forces just shoot each other, and the battle's over in, like, five seconds. That was really <laughs> Which funny. Which was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah. Um, Hank dies holding the hand of Cristobal, the man he loved. And the statue, yeah. That was, that was a good character death for him. I felt his arc was pretty good. He finally mm-hmm. just, like, accepted that he made a mistake. Uh, okay. And then Fuchs uh, takes Barry's son. Sally is just there hiding from the gunfire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next confrontation we have is between Barry and Fuchs, which was amazing in my opinion. So Barry, really? we see him. We get out of that. He gets out of the house. He goes to a Walmart. He buys, like, guns. He has them strapped to his chest and then walks through with, like, kids <laughs> sitting right that next to him. Really that was a very funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he gets there. He's ready for, like, an all-out firefight, this big, dramatic final battle. But then he just sees Fuchs. Because uh, Fuchs did not know he had a kid, which was, mm-hmm. I felt big. Uh, they both stare at each other, and Fuchs mm-hmm. just was like, yeah. yeah. And he walks away, and that's the end. I, th- I thought that was great. Yeah. But... But, okay, and now we have the final confronta- confrontation of the episode. Uh, no, okay. Uh, Sally uh, and Barry, they go to the motel. Sally just leaves, which I thought was amazing, because what I love what I, lo- what I loved with, with Barry was, like, he's like, God, um... You're gonna forgive me for all this, right? I'm going to heaven. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be hype. Uh, yeah. And then when he doesn't die, it's like, no, no. I think he forgives all that. I'm good. And then so uh, yeah, like, I survived, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like a good person now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Sally just like, I'm done. And yeah, she I thought that was great. Uh, but Barry, he can't handle that. And then he goes to Kusno's house. Kusno about to kill himself because he's now framed for like the. Uh, the murder of his girlfriend, which is a terrible, terrible turn of events for him. Oh, I'll get to that. That was yeah. That was brutal, um, in my opinion. Barry um, Bart is in there. He's like, "Where, where is my wife and son?" But then Cousineau, 
he does a gunshot and Kusuno has shot Barry. I was so worried he had shot himself. But when he shot Barry, it's like, I and Barry's like, oh, wait, what? And then immediately just shot in the head, cut to black. Amazing character death. He did not des- he didn't deserve this going down in a hail of bullets. It just this quick death. It's fitting. Because he's not a good person. He was not. Yeah. Uh and then we cut to like, I don't know, like a time four, jump. Four, two years later, two to four years later. Maybe five, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No. Um, okay. They're all grown up. Uh Sally is now a theater teacher. And then uh Barry's son goes John. and finally watches the movie based yeah. on his father's life. And it paints Kusuno as this terrible villain and Barry as this hero. Which uh, that that was brutal. That was it was brutal. brutal. Just like to see this terrible role rever- role reversal. Yeah. Okay. It was just terrible. Yeah, and then uh... the big the big stinger that got me in the end saying what the fuck was that Kusuno is now serving life for uh one We're murder. Janice and Barry. Barry definitely like he deserved I I believe Kusno deserved or like it was good that he killed Barry. Yeah. Um and then it says Barry Berkman got full honors in Arlington what? Cemetery. What the fuck? Dude fuck. I know that was terrible. I, oh my god, I hated, but I loved and hated that. Yeah. So, because, I mean, we, I remember you were saying, like, before, like, he either, die, you have, he either like, uh, lives and redeems, dies and redeems. Yeah. Uh, he died and somehow got redeemed, yeah. but terribly. Like, he should not have been redeemed. Like, now everyone sees him as this good guy. Kusuno is like the one who lost the most. Yeah, he didn't. Even, they didn't even get Daniel Day Lewis to play him. <laughs> it was really funny seeing the movie and how like inaccurate they were to the real life yeah. events. I, I just feel so bad for his kid. Like to, be, to have your how to have that like yeah. life being painted is terrible. But the thing is, um, talking about John. Yeah, John, John, John. I feel like John. I let's just start off the character specifics. I'll go with John first because yeah. he actually had some something to do. And I say the last, um, the in the in the time jump. I would say John is watching the movie because I feel like he wants because he knew his father, but he didn't actually get to know all of his father. He got to see like yeah. a little bit of his father for the time that he had. And he, John was watching the movie because I feel like he wants to know it. And him, he's because he smiles at the end of the movie. You know, he smiles. Yeah. Because he finally, this he finally gets to see his father as the hero he wants him to be, and he's happy with that. Oh yeah, and so that's it's a happy ending for John, but not for any of the other characters. Uh, Sally, I think that's a yeah, good but yeah. So that's I'm just at the end with John. He doesn't. Have, he's like in maybe for like five minutes of the episode, but it's an important five minutes because it really reflects that the continuation of the of the false Barry legacy because guess what I don't think John's gonna be another Barry you know? he's not I, yeah 
he's gonna see his father as the, as the hero he wants him to be, and it's terrible that Barry gets away with his crimes, but not gets away, but he gets away with like being happy in the public, but it suck. But at least John gets to see his father as a as some happy ending, which is not that bad. Yeah. All uh, right. Let's get to Sally. Uh, I think Sally's pretty easy. I really like her arc. Mostly ends with that conclusion after the time jump, where it's like she's now the theater teacher, which is pretty cool. Being able to pass that on that Kusno taught her. At least Kusno's yeah. legacy is carried on by Sally. Of yeah, that's teaching. That's nice. This whole this whole time jump feels like oh, some of that's like really brutal, but some of that's for at least John and Sally. That's nice. yeah. Uh, I also like how she does. She just like rejects the uh, history teacher in the end. Yeah. It shows like she's not gonna get into an, another like abusive relationship. Yeah, you know she's she's finally moving forward, which is like her leaving Barry for the motel kind of finally signifies that she's ready to leave this kind of stain behind. Yeah, and her because Amira is her leaving Sam, I guess earlier in the show. Yeah, well, I mean, but now it's fully concluded. Yeah, yeah. I say it fully concludes when she decides not to do another relationship with the guy. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Uh, I think that's all for Sally. There's I would like to say there's one thing that I feel like, yeah, it, she's more happy, but she still, I don't feel like she's that emotionally connected to her son fully because he's, she, yeah. he, he says, I love you, and she doesn't really say anything back. Yeah. And then I feel like she's happy. a better teacher than a mother, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and she does get to continue that sort of acting legacy, but it's not a totally happy ending for her. She has she has some sort of life with her son, but she's never going to be fully connected to her son. And that that last shot of her in the car ride, I feel like is her just like kind of stainly looking forward, seeing the empty chair next to her. It's like Barry kind of fucking ruined you, you know? Yeah. All right. Um. Oops. Fuchs, uh, he, I don't know, he... I, actually, I enjoy his character in this His character, yeah, um, he realizes, like, he has all this stuff, but then, like, I swear, their, their relationship between him and Barry has flip-flopped so much between, like, them wanting to kill each other and them working together. I'm glad it ended on just, like, them being, like... You had a son. Yeah. He's like, yeah. It's like, cool. Here, here's, yeah. Here's my interpretation. So throughout this episode, we see like, oh, you really. I feel like he he actually wants to kill Barry as the flip flop. But then once he learns he has a son, I feel like his plans have changed, and that's why he's willing yeah. to leave when Noah Hank is like, okay, go. And so then after he kills Noah Hank, he that's why he protects Barry's son by jumping on him, and yeah. then he kicks him out, and that really. Lo- last look of Fuchs to Barry was all like, I feel like that was like him going to the doctor and finally like, we've both done stuff to each other, but at least I can do this one last good thing to you before I never see you again. Yeah. And so Fuchs was a terrible, terrible, terrible person, but at least he got to have some final, because when he talks to Noah Hank, he admits the truth that he was a poser. Yeah. He did not fight in Vietnam. He was just kind of a... He was just a guy who kind of ruined Barry. In the way that Barry ruined other people. And... 
he, he, he leaves on to the darkness, probably going to continue to be some sort of criminal boss or something, and he gets to do something good for Barry in the end. And at least he can do that for, he can protect his son in the way that Barry was his metaphorical son. Yeah, definitely. And they had like a father-son kind of relationship. It's really, oh, that's, this, I don't know, this is really Shakespearean in a way that um one son saves Barry, one father saves Barry's son, and then Barry's other father figure kills Barry. Yeah. So, yeah. And so um, yeah, let's yeah. get into Noah Hank. Uh yeah, his is very short. I mean yeah. it's all just like him accepting that uh he killed his the love of his life and uh just eventually just admitting that yeah being able to like, free himself from that and then dying in the hands of Cristobal. That shot was amazing with him. It just, was, yeah. With him holding the golden statue hand. It was beautiful it was so it was like kind of aptly perfect and so yeah and so it's really about his arc about like he ultimately dies a criminal boss you know yeah he was extremely successful but he didn't have the one thing he wanted which was the love and so he his character is one of is it's kind of a sad one because he's probably just going to be like marked up in some sort of body bag and yeah and, and so his character is just kind of a really sad one. It's a guy who wanted love, but that didn't work out. And he tried to do this new business, but he, it failed. And he, at least he got some I mean, sort of... The business of, didn't fail. It was I mean, yeah, the business went well, but his life... It didn't fill the hole in his life. Yeah. And so that's... There was not really much left to say with Noah Hank other than him admitting that he... F- he failed Cristobal. Because, oh. you know, the thing is about Barry, it's kind of like a harder show to digest because it, uh, it has shorter episodes. And so it's more about subtleness than succession, which I feel like has a lot more hitting you over the head to say stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, but let's get into, I feel like, the two biggest factors of this episode. Barry and Gene. Yeah. Okay, I think Barry's is maybe a bit simpler. Okay. Um, he is like trying to redeem himself. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to redeem himself, but like in a bad he's way. He's not. He's not yeah. going to. So yeah, he, he's think he he's, it's kind of like playing with the trope of like the really bad guy redeeming himself in the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's like. I think I redeemed myself, but no, he hasn't. So he hasn't. He just ends up getting killed by uh, by Gene, who he kind of saw. Yeah, I would say so. This is my little take. I would say that him, like he's in the car, he's in the car, and he's thinking, he's like, you, oh, Father in heaven, oh, blah, blah, blah. and <laughs> and and so then he's all like, he's he's almost able to, he wants to save him, and so he's about to go full Rambo. In the um, in the noho ball, but then yeah. but then Fuchs gave him, and then he's all like, you know what? I think I'm good. And then he wakes up, doesn't see Sally's there, and so he goes to Gene's house, and so then he's talking to like his agent, and then I feel like that moment where he's like, he realizes that his son and Sally isn't there. I feel like that's actual thinking. I feel like that's him about to turn himself in in his head. 
Yeah. I feel like that's actually some true redemption in the end, you know? I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean... He might have, but... Uh, he might have, we don't know, though. Sure. We can never be sure, but we what we do know is what Barry did in the end, which was just... Here, let's give a little... Let's give a little checklist review on who Barry was in this show. He was a guy who killed a lot of people and caused destruction where he went. Yeah. And... I can't, like, think of, like, a time he did something, like... He killed someone for good. It was always for himself. For, yeah, for like selfish reasons. I mean, like, like I feel like the most blatant example was like, uh, I think when Sally's ex boyfriend came to town, he was just gonna kill him. Just yeah. like he didn't. He he was a terrible person, but like, it's you're not you're not you're not supposed to be judged during executioner for this. Yeah, but. He's not. He's definitely not Joe Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is literally judge yeah. during executioner for everything. Yeah. But um, so that's the the end of Barry. Is that I feel like he's a guy who's kind of always had. He hasn't. He's kind of had like he's been trained to be this guy, and he's be, finally become Macbeth, and in a way that. Fuchs has become Lady like McBeth. the play. It's, and they yeah. did that play. Wow. Exactly. And so Fuchs has become Lady Macbeth, and Barry has become Macbeth, as in he's become that broken person. And just as Macbeth dies, I think, Macbeth dies, right? He does die. And so Barry okay. dies. Barry does die. Cousineau head shoots him in the chest and gets him with, gets him with a nice headshot. All right. And that's Boy, a good thing. Do you think that was a good ending for Barry, his death? Definitely. He did not deserve a hail of bullets. He no. he deserved that, like... like you. He has fought through armies mm-hmm. and come out unscathed. And I think mm-hmm. some random guy who's never fired a gun could get yeah. him. It's kind of... That was, that was a Chekhov's gun, because that was the gun... He, yeah, I, I was going to say, that, that was a Chekhov gun they built up for, like, seasons. <laughs> yeah. And so finally, Barry dies. But it's not that simple because, like, whether or not Barry was was going to get redeemed, it doesn't matter because Barry dies. And all we know is people are what they do. And Barry, he caused destruction. He broke his family in a way that they're probably not going to truly get repaired. But he broke his family, and he's dead. And that was the thing, Ken. And because the end, of the, I feel like both of these seasons. Um, the end of season three provides one ending where that's like, like Barry goes to prison and that's the end of his story. And season four is kind of like a fan fiction ending where like, what happened if Barry continues to go to prison and then he escapes and yeah, ends, yeah. Up, with, ends up with his death in this fan fiction ending. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say that. And so let's get it. You can talk about Gene. Gene, I feel like. He is a flawed character, but he is generally a good person, I would like to say. Yeah. Selfish? Definitely. Egotistical? Definitely. But compared to other people, I would call him a good person. Yeah, yeah, that's apt. Yeah. So, 
yeah. he has he has gone through so much in this entire show. Season one, uh, his girlfriend is killed. Season two, uh, he's dealing with his girlfriend being killed, and then he finds out at the end of the season that uh, his favorite student killed his girlfriend. And in season three, it's all about him being held hostage by Barry. And then season four is all about him getting blamed for everything. He just he he just takes so many L's. He and but he yeah he finally this father this other version of his father because you always assume it's maybe it's Fuchs that's going to kill Barry or something like that. Yeah, his other father, the father who the who helped him, who made him who rebirthed him, killed him in the end, and that's very all. I'm not smart enough to analyze this, but it's all very Shakespearean that in a way that it's all being taken down. And so finally, he gets taken down. But, you know, if he didn't kill Barry, because Barry, what, maybe Barry would have turned himself in after, in that, in that cause there was something that him, Barry's analyzing of his face that he might have turned himself in. But he feels like he needed to take Barry finally down, and he did, and he served the ultimate price for it. Yep. He's going to be in prison for life. Just like how Fuchs went in prison, now he's taking the place of kind of Fuchs now. He's going to be in prison for life, Gene, and his character is definitely the sass of the show. Yeah, we don't even see him. We just got a random and title then, at the end. And then, and then there's this fucking gut punch of seeing the movie at the end. Yeah, that movie, it just... It, it takes these two people... The they like the good person and the bad person, and it swaps them. So you feel terrible that this good person is being portrayed as bad, and you feel terrible that this a uh, bad person is being portrayed as good. So you can't find anything to like about it. <laughs> yeah, and so then, and so then they do that brutal title card where Jane's in life in prison, and Perry's being served with full honors yeah dumb dumb and then because everyone sally knows the truth yeah everyone just thinks he's a hero or like this 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 veteran who like found theater as a passion but then this evil producer man pulled him back in but no it wasn't that and then okay that scene where it was like an scene where barry was saving his son in yeah, it was really like this fight through the thing. And then he was like shot so many times by Gene, and that was... Yeah. And so... Yeah, like, uh, bro, how many bullets... I was literally saying, like, out loud, how many bullets are in that gun? Because it's like, he gets shot eight times. And so I feel like Barry Silverman's thesis that this is kind of like a broken world, and that things aren't going to change, and people are just going to... I'm going to cling to the lies they tell themselves. And it's it's a, it's a sad ending, I would say. There's some happiness, but there's sad ending. And that's how I feel like both of these shows go. There's sadness and there's happiness, but overall, it's a tragedy and it's a comedy. So let's give, yeah. let's give a little thank you letter to Barry Succession. Oh, wait, who won? Both. Sure, let's do that. The final score two to four. Yeah. Uh Succession officially wins the the yeah. competition. But, yeah. So thank you, Succession and Barry, for providing good times and good watches. Yep. I uh, I was only able to catch uh, the season fours, but yeah, uh, they were amazing. 
Thank you. Yep. This has this been, has been HBO Double Trouble. Double Threat. Double Threat. And a thanks. Variant Succession Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.